Hello. My name is Maggie, and I'm a student chaplain for the Episcopal Campus Ministry here at Chapel of the Cross. There's a tradition of having students preach on University Sunday, and I was honored to be asked. When I came to UNC as a freshman, I was terrified. This is not an uncommon occurrence for incoming students. I was scared of a new lifestyle, scared of harder classes, scared to be living on my own. I was also scared to join a new church community. When I was in middle school, my family moved cities and I had to leave my home church behind. Our new church was nice in many aspects, but the other kids my age were not particularly open to a new face. I did not feel welcomed. So I stopped going to youth group and spent most of my spiritual time going to diocesan events. Of course, college arrived and I was hesitant to enter yet another new church space. But I have an older sister who is familiar with my anxieties surrounding new experiences. So when I expressed my reluctance, she simply said, look, give it a try. And if you absolutely hate it after three weeks, I will stop bothering you about it forever. And she's my sister. The promise of her having a hard limit on bothering me about something was too sweet a deal to pass up. As you might have guessed, she was right. I felt so incredibly welcomed by the campus ministry. People were engaged and excited to be there, excited to talk to me, interested in what I had to offer, and accepting of everything I am. And that's why I'm here four years later. The Gospel of Luke reading for today is a classic. Jesus healing lepers. It's something he's great at. But let's take a moment to really break down why this miracle is something so beautiful. Leprosy isn't something we deal with much in the United States, but it has affected people globally for thousands of years. In biblical times, leprosy was likely an umbrella term for all sorts of skin-affected diseases. But one thing was certain. If you were designated as having leprosy, you were cast out from society. You were forced to abandon your home, family, community, and stay distanced from anyone healthy. The social stigmatization was also heavy. You'll notice in our reading that the lepers call out to Jesus from a distance. They aren't just doing this out of kindness, they're following the law. When Jesus tells them to show themselves to the priests, he's telling them that they can go ask for re-entry into society. They are outcasts. Jesus is not just healing a physical ailment, he is reuniting them with loved ones. Asking for help is oftentimes one of the hardest things to do. Admitting that you can't do something all by yourself is admitting vulnerability, and that is difficult. Two weeks ago, I woke up in incredible pain. I didn't know what to do, and all of the Googling I did only served to stress me out more. So I did what I always do when I have a health problem. I called my mom. She agreed that it was serious and told me I needed to go to urgent care. I am not a fan of going to the doctor, but I agreed. I was also in immense pain and I didn't know if I could drive. So I asked her for help. She lives 45 minutes away. She works a full-time job and I am 21 years old. <laughs> but she said yes anyway and she came and got me. I ended up needing to go to the emergency room that day. I was terrified. But her presence, her calm nature, steady hands, gave me the courage I needed to just get through it. And when we prayed together, behind the thin blue curtain under the fluorescent lights, I felt more at peace than I had all day.
Turning our problems over to God can be harder than we'd like. There is immense vulnerability in allowing yourself to be open to the possibility of a miracle. The lepers in our story seek out help from someone they do not know and ask for a miracle. That is incredibly brave. Then there's the Samaritan. There is a long history of tension between the Samaritans and the Jews. And yet this man, who has every reason to believe that Jesus hates him, is the one who goes back. The other nine aren't doing anything wrong. They're actually following Jesus' instructions and returning to the priests. But the Samaritan delays his return home to turn back and praise the Lord. He is healed, and for that there is joy. But furthermore, there is gratitude. The Samaritan turns back to express gratitude. He throws himself at Jesus' feet, bowing his head to a man who could hate him and praises him. And while I'm sure that was great for Jesus, it was an additional joy for the Samaritan, too. Gratitude is powerful. It literally rewires your brain to be happier. You may think happiness leads to gratitude, but more and more research is showing that it's often the other way around. The active and intentional practice of gratitude increases self-awareness, reduces stress, actually releases serotonin and dopamine, our happy chemicals, in our brain. Searching for that which you are grateful for brings greater joy. All ten lepers ask for healing, and all ten lepers are healed. But only one turns back to praise God. The man who is even more of an outcast than the rest. He's experiencing a threefold joy, being healed, being grateful, and being connected. There's a page I follow on social media called Humans of New York. A man takes photos of people he meets and posts a bit of an interview with them below the picture. This past Wednesday, while I was taking a break from working on this sermon, <laughs> he posted a picture of a man who had been a chaplain for the children's ward of a cancer hospital. In the interview, he describes a Christmas present he got for a young girl, a pair of walkie-talkies so she could talk to her twin brother while she was in isolation. A few years later, after she passed away, her mother wrote a letter to the chaplain. It said, those walkie-talkies were the best medicine she's ever had. God's healing comes in many forms. It comes in miracles, but it also comes in subtler ways. It comes in gathering the vulnerability to ask for help, in calling your mom first thing in the morning and saying, I can't do this alone. It comes in gratitude, in the way we express our thanks for one joy and in doing so find another. It comes in community, in returning to families, in walkie-talkies, in campus ministries that embrace you after you fear you'll never find a home at church again. There is healing. There is joy. All we have to do is seek it. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at thechapelofthecross, and on Facebook and Twitter 
at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.